What's up, guys? Welcome to another exciting edition of Real Estate Podcast, episode 304. I'm here with Griffin. I'm here with Trav. And good God Almighty, what a movie without him. This week, we, we finished out our uh, foreign film February. It's a short month, oh, yeah. so we had to extend it. Yeah. I mean, it happens, you know? Yeah. Triple R. What was it? Rise? Roar? Revolt. Yeah, Rise, Roar, Revolt. A lot of R's in this movie. Every time they do a yeah. thing, they show an R. Water. The star, the story, the water, yeah. the fire. Can we can we agree that this movie, at like Brass Tax, was trying to be every movie ever? I mean, it was... I mean, it was everything. Other than, I mean, except for... You know what I mean? Like, it... I felt like I saw like eight different movies, like heavily influenced movies from like the nineties and shit in this. Here's what yeah, I got. I mean, Did y'all watch it dubbed or no. subtitled? Subtitled. Uh, first uh the first half I watched it dubbed. I started it on Netflix and then I finished yeah. it uh on Plex. So I uh so I'm sitting there watching. I, I had a little bit of both, and I was like, "Let me see," you know, because normally the dubs like it's just like some American accent, some generic, yeah. Shit. And when I swapped over to that, I was like, "Oh, <laughs> it's them doing it," and I couldn't go back. I mean, it I've was got like a watch whole other movie, that. dude. That's insane. I've I've got to watch it well, like that. What was I, funny I, was like, you know, whenever he's talking to the the white lady, yeah, you know, he's got like a crush on her. All right, well, like when you have it on dubbed, he's speaking English, and she and and she's like, I can't understand you, and it's like, Ugh. you know, when you swap <laughs> it back, he's speaking Hindi or whatever, like, yeah, but like you can clearly understand it. But even she's like, yeah, I don't know what you're saying. And it's like, oh. <laughs> It was fucking violence, dude. Trav, that fucking scene at the end, dude, where he was on his shoulders. Come on. Well, can we talk about the fact that uh, at one point it becomes like Jungle Book meets Hawkeye meets... Oh, when he was running like, through the jungle when they were trying to get that tiger... And I'm and they got that tiger and finally you figure out why. It's like, oh, when they released it, he was like, I have to use you for something wrong, my friend, you know. <laughs> but when he's trying to pull the hook together and it's when he gets yeah. it together, then the rope breaks. I'm like, come on, man. Uh, like, this was so fucking ridiculous. Should have used one of those cop sticks instead of that little twig they had. Those cop sticks dude. are strong, dude. Yeah. When he was whipping that well, dude's legs with it. Man. I'm going to go out and say that the biggest villain of the movie that never got caught was the level of fucking pageantry the British were rocking in that era. Dude, I was sitting there the whole time like, I wish I had somebody that looks at me like he looks at that dude. I know. (laughs) (laughs) They were in love with each other, man. When he was sitting there propped up, he would come in and like put his hand between his... I was like, they're real close. Yeah, like like real close. (laughs) I... I laughed out loud at the beginning when 
the protesters are like rocking the fence and oh, everything. When he's like, I'll get and it. Dude, when he steps out of line yeah. and like leaps. Fought the whole crowd? Uh, yeah. With that no, stick? No, no. Even when they the got funniest... on top of him, he was like, give me that ear and fought his no, way he... out. That that weird that funny but weird shot where it, like it's showing his perspective of being dogpiled. Yeah, like the fucking hut of people. Yeah, and then <laughs> but, he uh, fucking. No. Whoosh, whoosh, whoosh. But, but no, the part that I laughed out loud though is when he when every the whole situation resolves itself, he marches back into the little guard field, goes to the water, douses himself, you know, whatever, gets back in line. The fucking dude said something to the effect of like. This crowd or so, something about the people, but the general goes, that man scares me more. Yeah. I, I fucking <laughs> lost it. Like, it's just showing you how badass he was, man. He was badass. Uh, dude, I love the fact that like they do like the story, the fire, the water. They show, they introduce each, each person, you know, by doing some badass shit. You got the tiger sequence, you got the, the cop, you know, fighting the entire crowd sequence. And then when that fight happens and he's got that water hose and the other dude's oh, yeah. got that, I'm the like, fire. yeah, they stuck strictly to brand. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like I loved it. Fire Just the nice. little nuance I mean, thing. I can't believe I, I can't believe I'm, I'm, I'm saying this cause I know I've been a large uh, devil's advocate to it for you guys. But this movie is so goddamn long, and it virtually tells you a movie within a movie for fucking everything. And in a song. Yeah. They had that whole song number. It was explaining stuff, you know? This should have been a show. Six episodes, 30 minutes each. Dude, this movie would have been shorter if he would have been honest with his best friend. Yeah, exactly. Both a of them. A lot of that shit could have been avoided. <laughs> yeah. Like them beating the fuck out of each other. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, it was definitely like three movies rolled into one. They could have ended it where like he storms the Capitol. And then that that could have been the end of the first movie, him getting put in jail. But no, we got to torture him. I thought we gotta it was going to go back off. Story. When it, when it dark, a, I was like, oh, is it over? What happened? Yeah. Nah, then it came back. I was like, oh. And I went and looked. Yeah. And I was like, oh, there's another hour left. Yeah. <laughs> they really lean into like the, the, they tell full stories. I will say that. They didn't cut any corners at all. With, nah, dude, with they the were like, we filmed all this shit. It's going to be in the movie. Yeah. Yeah. We ain't cut nothing. We, we spent 8.5 trillion yeah. ruples to, to film this shit. We're, we're using it all. Dude, when he was it, whipping it, him and he fucking started singing. Yeah. I was like, what? Are you not at a When people, that leaf dude? hit his face, he was like, don't you feel it? Yeah. Like, yeah. He'd be feeling him hit, hit you with that crack a toe, dude. Like, yeah. It got real passion of the Christ for a second. It there, did. You know? <laughs> like, Especially really. when they pulled him up. I was like, oh. Every yeah. movie ever, guys. <laughs> I'm not, I'm, I'm dying on that hill. <laughs> this was every movie. And but like, when they first this, hit it off and they're like doing the motorcycle and the horse ride together, I was like, these dudes are just fucking having a great time. Like, yeah. Like what could dude, go the wrong? way, the way, uh, the way beam, I think is his name. Not the cop brother, the other, the main, the main guy, like line chain or whatever. Yeah. Beam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, 
every time he showed restraint and he would shake. Yeah. yeah. Fucking, it was just, I mean, that was just funny to me. Like the, the, this, this was a, I don't know, man. <laughs> like it was just an I, over the top movie, man. I'm yeah. I'm still, like, I mean, you normally I'm not affected by shit like this, dude, but this was like, this, I, I've never encountered three hours of it. Like in, yeah, I ain't you never know, watched one. This is the first one I've seen. Like, and I mean, it's. I was telling Adam the other day, or I just sent him a message, and I was just like, maybe, maybe it's because I'm just a white guy, dude. Like, but I was just, I don't know, it was crazy. Oh, I was, dude, I was in it from like because I started it Sunday, woke up Sunday morning, streamed. And I was like, man, I'm kind of tired. I hope I don't fall asleep. Dude, as soon as the movie started, I was mouth breathing until it went <laughs> off. Like, I didn't get up to go pee. I didn't get up to fix a snack. I didn't get up to fix a cup of coffee. I sat there you, for three it, hours and ten minutes. It 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 put you in what the fuck mode. Yeah, and... exactly. <laughs> like, well, that I'm with that it. cop where he's Dude. beating everybody. It's like, okay. Well, yeah. What what was funny was also um, the songs, like the like I, I'm used to reading subtitles for like foreign uh, music, and it's not the typical way that like Western music's written, you know? Yeah, yeah. And so, like, so the the last half of 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 it, I was watching it uh, subtitled. And it's the whole part during uh, was it the, the dance the jungle off? No, the during the jungle room where it's like, oh yeah, and like I'm Dude, sitting reading dub, it. that was the same. Like there wasn't no <laughs> translation. Oh, uh, but I'm I'm just sitting there like reading the 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 subtitles, the lyrics or whatever, and I'm just like, this is anime as fuck, man. Like, yeah, it was like. That's the closest thing to an anime, I think, to, like a live action anime that I think I've ever seen. When dude let when, when dude rolls up at the the ceremony, and he's got all the animals, and he just uh, he just just Bust throws a zoo at these people. Yeah, yeah. Oh, dude, the way he's f- just flying through yeah. the air, epic. Or like every time he would spear shank someone in the jungle. What about well, him whipping that fucking motorcycle around? Nah, dude, he picked <laughs> yeah, it up. But, yeah, yeah, dude. Like and in a fit threw of rage. It at somebody. He he used he he used people to beat people. He did all yeah. the, the whole movie. Well, like that whole thing at the end when they were trying to get away, and I'm like, God damn, run faster! And dude's fighting that whole crowd. Yeah. He's fighting everybody. He had like six or seven dudes, and he was just on top of them, like. Oh man, when dude was using the bow and arrow, I was like, "This is the most Hawkeye fucking thing I've ever seen." And he never it's ran like, out of arrows. Like it's no. all the shit we wanted to see Jeremy Renner do. Yeah, for <laughs> sure. <laughs> like, like Disney was like, "Ah, we gotta tone it down a bit." Dude, the bridge scene—that was incredible. Like this is when no. they first meet, and it's like, yeah, he's looking no over co- there, and he sees him over there looking, and he's like, "Hey, fucking." He does these arm does things. The hand motion. Yeah. And the guy's like, uh-huh. And I'm like, what's going on? <laughs> what's the plan? Why didn't he just lower down with that rope? 
Because that wouldn't have been as cool. No, dude, it wouldn't have been. And I'm like, what's the no. flag for? And I was like, oh, because he can go through the fire with it. <laughs> they thought of everything. Yeah. That's how they became best friends. They saved this they kid. Did. Like, man, it was such a great fucking story. Yeah, I enjoyed their friendship. Like, Yeah. And you see what I mean about those guys acting their ass off? Like, <clears throat> whenever I was talking to Adam and them about it the other night, I was like, these guys, especially the cop, the guy that played the cop, they need to be in like a a Christopher Nolan movie or a Tarantino movie. Because the fact that like they pulled this movie off, they stuck to their guns and like, it wasn't, it was real. Like it wasn't goofy. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And in the moments that it needed to be kind of playful and stuff, like when he's talking to the woman and everything, you know, yeah, that is what it is. Yeah, when he was but on both like, shoulders. Yeah, yeah. Reloading the gun. But, like, but dude, but here's <laughs> no here's the thing though. Um it's another moment where I couldn't help but laugh. Um when when he's like, I didn't ask for your help because I wanted to save you from being in danger and all that shit and he leaves and he just pitches a shit fit. Oh, when he starts punching the wall, I laugh yeah. out loud too. He yeah. goes full punch a hole through the punching bag. Yeah. Oh, and, uh, and, and when I'm he like, finally, damn, he recovered fast from that snake bite. Like, and when he finally despairs, he makes sure to fall all the way over on them piles of books, dude. Yeah, yeah, they really wanted you to know that he was well read, didn't they? It oh was, yeah, <laughs> but it was. I mean, it was a very it was a very physical movie. A lot of movement. Like, there was... I mean, there would be the occasional moment where, like, it would just cut on people just staring at each other. But, like, there was just constant motion, constant, like, physical acting and shit. Like, don't makes any sense. Yeah. Like, if they're expressing something, their whole body's moving with the word. Like... Yeah. Whenever he would talk to the white girl, the way he would shake his head when he would talk, yeah. Like, he was shaking his head no and yes at the yeah. same time. Was like, it was funny, dub, dude, because he was speaking English. He was like, ah, I'm sorry, I can't understand you. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. I've, I, I loved it. Like, I'm definitely going to watch it again. And, like, dude, this watch dude needs to make it, needs to, he needs to make a superhero movie, like a legit superhero movie in the marvel universe because i would watch the fuck out of it like the action the choreography and everything was just spot fucking on you know does marvel have like a like a bollywood type like indian oh i'm sure character because isn't isn't that isn't that miss marvel technically uh they got anything else yeah I don't I feel know. like I, I was like, like, I feel, I feel yeah. like, I feel like we made like, a gas station. We had a gas station exchange just now. Like you came in and asked for something and I was like, yeah, I got him in tall and shorts. And you're like, eh, you got anything yeah. else, man? Yeah. for full flavor. He kind of was like a hero at the end with the bow. Yeah. He was the statue guy. I was like, yeah. what's he going to do with these flags? This dude was always mixing up some potions. Trav, he mixed up some potions that fixed his <laughs> legs. He gave him like infinite arrows. Here's the thing. 
the vision and his action sequences were crazy. Imagine him having Marvel money. I mean, and an overworked visual effects team, but I digress. Yeah, right. Well, like, I think he would be great for, like, a. I'm thinking somewhere like a. Almost like a super group type movie. Like, yeah. Eternals, like an Eternal sequel. Yeah. Um, maybe an X-Men movie. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. I mean, I know they're similar because of, you know, group of people with individual powers. It's kind of carbon copy of each other. You know, it's all the X-Men essentially, but like, you know, stuff that requires like a, like scope. Yeah. Like he could, yeah. Or, or I mean, I mean, dude. Imagine this dude with like a sci-fi budget and doing like some cosmic Marvel stuff. Like I feel like him doing a street level hero would be a waste of his talent. Right. Yeah, it needs to be big. Yeah. Like this dude don't do little. No. Because I mean, when, when you when you see the fight scenes in this movie, one of the things that kept popping in my head, which is funny, we're talking about the about him and Marvel. Um. It just kept making me jump back to the beach fight uh, in Eternals. Oh yeah, yeah. Where they're where, where they're all fighting Icarus. Yeah. Um, like I could see him doing some really absurd shit, you know, in the vein of that, with like some good, you know, some good cameras, some good uh, director of photographies. Yeah. No, it, it it looked great. It was over the top. It was just... I mean, or, I don't not, know what... Or not even a Marvel movie. Like, I could see this... I could see this dude doing a Mission Impossible movie. Yeah. Like James Cameron not, said. He's not like, so let much, me know when you want to come here and make a movie. Because... I mean, he, yeah, I mean, yeah, that whole realm there of like Nolan, uh, Cameron, those, those directors that like are, are still able to get a good personal style story, but wrapped in this really extravagant world. Like, this dude could fit in there for sure. Yeah. I'm with it. I don't know what I was expecting, but I just got my mind blown for three hours and 10 minutes. Well, I couldn't even, I couldn't even be properly sarcastic because I think I might've let Adam to believe that I was like, I sent him a a message, uh, said like, dude, this movie is a struggle. Like I was trying to do everything to like map it to where he's not going to laugh or like, where I wasn't going to say I'm laughing or whatever. I don't know. I was just on this weird kick where I was like sending Adam the opposite reaction. I don't know. But Wailings, yeah, it was, Wailings, Wailings. it was it was ridiculous. Yes. I loved it, dude. I'm giving it I'm giving it two stars. <laughs> I'm giving it a full star. I loved it. I'm gonna watch it again 
Like I, if, if somebody put it on right now, I would watch the whole thing and the same reaction, no bathroom break, no coffee, no nothing. Watch it. Just dubbed. mouth. I will. I will. It adds next to time it, man. Like I'm per- I'm pretty sure the the Plex version does have the dub on there. Do you have Netflix? No. Mm. No, I'm kidding. Hmm. But yeah, but yeah. The the dance scene. I think I think we all know that this is gonna get like this doesn't get a star rating. It gets an R rating. Oh, triple R. <laughs> we give so, it three R's. <laughs> yeah. we, triple R gets triple R, or at I'm least maybe I don't know. We're not. We're not. We're not there yet. We're not there yet. Sheesh. But you've got an R thrown in the pile, Griff. Yeah, I'm throwing an R in for sure. I mean, I mean, I'm talking like I am. Yeah, so it's got two in the yeah two in the bag. So it gets the. Coveted I mean, dude, real estate triple R. It was R. a motherfucking Bollywood movie, you know. Yeah. Like, we've been I watching totally these trailers, understand. and this shit was just like he punched a hole through that punching bag. Dude, <laughs> well, that tree hit that car, and that motherfucker grabbed that gun, shot the time. I'm like, how did the truck? You know what I mean? Yeah. Blowouts yeah. don't normally cause that kind of and flippage, you know, but. You know, it's not like we necessarily sat and followed this movie extensively, but I do know that in the handful of times we watched it or talked about it through the trailer, through, you know, the the hype that it garnered and whatnot, Adam kept, you know, you know, an example he would bring up is Delia would be like, I watched it and I want to move to India <laughs> and do nothing but Bollywood. I get it. Well, because yeah, it's just I, action. I, I, the example has been made. I, I, yeah, I and, get that. And these motherfuckers do this shit with a straight face. Yeah. Like him on his shoulders was ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. Oh, like dude, the way the, that he would the, reposition him, he locked him in. He's like, I'll be your legs. And he's just no running around you, with him on his shoulders. I'm like, you'd be so slow. No matter how you look at it, like he... uh you know, it takes it takes a lot to keep a straight face in a situation like that. Because you know, you know, these actors had to, you know, they're, you know, they have the idea of what's going on. You know, in between takes, they had to be like, "Holy shit!" You know, like, well, you know, the right there we... though, that's normal. Yeah, for them to do that, like here, you'd be like, "You're gonna do what?" It's like it's a little over the top, ain't it? Well, they're they're not afraid to embrace the fantasy aspect of, of like. Of a movie. Yeah. He yeah. kicked that motorcycle. It flipped. And then he, he just grabbed it. its wheel. <laughs> yeah. And just used it as a fucking weapon, dude. He 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 jumped out of a the back of a of a cargo truck filled with animals. They all do a superhero landing and yeah. like try to like attack a pan, him. A ca- like a camera pa- Oh, that's the that was the, yeah. that, it's funny it you like, brought oh, that okay. up. I, I thought it was hilarious too that he just let these animals loose and they're just, they're just mangling humans indiscriminately. Like it's, you know, yeah, but, they don't but they're, give a fuck. yeah, they're still fucking wild animals. But when they land though, they land in this hero formation where yeah. they're like, we're on, we're on beam side. <laughs> and then they're like, no, we're on the ourself side. Yeah. Ugh. 
But for real, dude, to the whole movie, I'm over here like, fuck these white people. You know? Yeah, right. God damn. It, when they start off, they're like, they get right into it. She's like, yeah. I want the little girl. Every time it cut to the, Two pounds. the leader, every time it cut to the leader, man, I always was like, discount Sean Connery. Oh, I wanted to see him get fucked up. Yeah. That was satisfying. His little crony, too, the little dude that was calling him and stuff. It was sending reinforcements. And it's like, he was really like, don't let these guys get away. It's like, dude, you've lost like 50 people. And can we, can we really, can we chalk it up to fate or did like Hawkeye at the end, uh, did he know that 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 flaming motorcycle was going to land in a room full of explosives? I mean, (laughs) I want to think that he knew that they were there. Well, he planted like it looked like it was going to hit the dude, and I was like, oh, it ain't going to hit him. It's short. And then you see it hit this room full of TNT and grenade. Dude, when he picked like, those grenades up and put them on the arrow, I was like, that, yeah, that, was, to- that, that, arrow that was Looney Tunes. <laughs> like, dude, this movie was Looney Tunes as fuck, dude. That first dance off. When they're at that party, how do their legs move like that? Yeah, well, like, you saw at the end he had to carry him. He's like, yeah, it made my hips hurt just watching. Even the white dude was trying to do it, but he yeah. couldn't. You know, was like, and at the end of the movie, they do a song, dude, that lasts for fucking ever. I think it was like ten minutes. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. They're going to perform at the Oscars. I think they're going to do, I don't know what song, but. That it's, I think it's that one. It, it, it's whichever, I can't, yeah, it's it's the one where, uh, it's the one that got coverage lately where they, um, when they, they re-released the film in theaters, people would start getting up and doing the dance oh, yeah. with them and everything. At the end. Yeah, dude, full star. It was so good, man. I want to watch more of them now. You know, like if that's if that's the introduction into it, I want to see what else they ha- they have to offer. I'm sure there's some other great ones, but like no Bollywood movie has ever gotten the kind of coverage this one has. No. Well, this is technically their wandering earth, you know. Yeah, this is their parasite. You know? So. Last of Us, though. So. Damn. uh, Don't mind being spoiled. No. But because of... Because of the length of Triple R, that ate up my viewing time this week. So I did not get around to The Last of Us. So... You know, totally fine with the QRD. Yeah, it was a pretty, and, uh, pretty big episode. I don't know if I want to pull that for you. Oh, Did you watch I, Mandalorian? Yeah, I mean, it was shorter, so I was able to squeeze it in, but I, uh, yeah, I did not watch The Last of Us. The uh, Mandalorian I mean, was, was Feel good. free to talk about it. It's fine. I enjoy The Last of Us, but I'm no means... On the level where I'm going to be upset if, if you know, 
So, I mean, if that's what, if that's, I mean, that, that was obviously what we were going for it or not, but you know, it was just good. letting y'all know, I'm not going to have any input cause I didn't watch it. So that's, that's all I meant. It's, uh, I mean, here's the thing. Episode was good. We can finish it out because like, I don't know. You just got like, it's not anything new. It's not, it's, you know, by any stretch of the imagination, it's not like some groundbreaking crazy thing happens. It's just a very well-written, well-acted episode that deserves like a fresh, a fresh experience with no like spores or anything. At uh, least is I, it, that's how so is it, is it very dialogue driven or is it a, a, a good mix of everything? It's, it's, I mean, it's pretty dialogue driven, but it's, it's, it's a good episode. You know, we, we picked back up where we left off. Yeah. When she runs back down the steps and tries to sew him up. So it's, it's good. It is good. New shit's come to light. Yeah. I rip your fucking kneecap off. <laughs> well, see, now I want y'all to talk about it. Cause like I said, it ain't going to bother me, man. Nah, you just need to watch it, man. <laughs> it's, I, I want y'all to know that I appreciate that. But at the same time, like I said, you know, if y'all want to just sound off on it, go for it. Well, the next <sighs> week's the last one. So, Yeah. So it'd be height. And we got Mandalorian too. So, and I like, okay, here's what I will say about Mandalorian. I like how they kind of retread some of the ground, even though they showed in the like previously on that he had to go back to Mandalore. Like they kind of retread that ground a little bit, didn't they? Like him showing up after shooting that beast when they were doing like the induction ceremony thing for that kid. I thought that was him when he was a kid. Then he showed Me too. up. I was like, Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought that that was him like, too. He's yeah. a different kid. Yeah. And then when I saw the helmet, I was like, Oh, that's Grogu's helmet. <laughs> they made yeah. him a helmet. Right. I was, I was thinking <laughs> that too. Yeah. But I mean, they did a good job at setting everything up. Like he's got to find the parts for the robot. He's, he pissed off the fucking, uh, space pirates he went to um hey and that was dude i had a moment when i was watching it whenever it cuts to when it when, it, when it's the the sh- the, the throwdown in the asteroid belt yeah and mando just straight flaps their asses at, at, at some point i'm sitting there watching it and i'm just like this is the shit i'm missing for star from star wars like yeah i'm like it, it was just it was it was comfy Oh yeah, but yeah, they they they've set it up to where he's got his fetch quest now. You know, like he's got his shit that he's got to get taken care of, and that's going to be the majority of the of the season. Bo-Katan just just fucking just thrown chilling, man. She's going to get, man, the whole time I'm sitting there going, dude, that's got to fuck her spine up to sit that way in that chair. Well, I was talking to Corey about that the other night. He's like, why did they bring her back into it just for like five minutes? And I'm like, well, 
I mean, for me, I don't think that they would have done that just to show her as a cameo or anything. I have a feeling happy either. No. And I, and I have a feeling that, that she like, they're going to expand on her story a little bit more to where it's going to be either. She's going to accompany it, accompany him to Mandalore. And that's going to like change her perspective on how she views like the other side of the Mandalorian stuff, or she's going to go back to that planet where Carl Weathers is and be the sheriff or the marshal there. Or like, I think it's going to lead to something at some point. I think, you know, I think it's going to be far simpler than, than, than all that, because here's, because where they're at is okay. Lore wise, whoever holds the dark saber is leader of the Mandalorians. Okay. Only way to get the dark saber is if you best the person in combat and take it. They're not going to kill off a beloved Clone Wars character like Bo-Katan, and they're definitely not killing off Din Djarin. So I think it's going to be one, two, three. I am king. I'm changing the rules here. I pass it down to you. I yeah. think there's because well, and the reason I say it is, and I know it goes against what Mando's character's whole fucking point of doing this is about. But hear me out. The whole show has been about two characters that are dispersed from their quote-unquote religion. The tagline, the, the, the catchphrase of the show is, this is the way. They're going to make their own way. And yep. he's going to be like, fuck this dark saber. Here, Bo-Katan, you deserve it. You've been wanting to lead your people. You know? And blah, that's it. Yeah, I could see that. But I mean, also at the same time, like, if she gets the Darksaber, is that going to lead to some, like, weird Mandalorian Civil War thing or something? Like. Or, I mean, he could just destroy the Darksaber. Yeah. That's why I think that. Well, that's why I think that she's going to end up showing up on Mandalore. And I think that what they're going to, like, what he's going to discover on Mandalore is going to change how every side of the whole Mandalorian mythos thinks, feels, is. Like, it's going to change everything. They're going to find something there. Some old text or some whatever the fuck, some robot or something that's going to explain to him, like, oh, y'all are both wrong. Here's why. This is the way it actually is. And that's going to be how, like, they're united. Is I, I still can't help but think that we're obviously going to get moments where Grogu's going to be trained in both, like, both ways. Mm-hmm. Because he's had 50 years of training as a Jedi. And then he's going to learn the ways of the Mandalorian. And he's already paying attention. Like, just because he's depicted as a baby, that doesn't mean he's not retaining knowledge. Yeah. No, I think that it's going to eventually offshoot into, you know, three different sides of the force. I think you'll have the light side, the dark side, and then p- just pure neutral. Well, it's the gray Jedi. 
Yeah. And according to well, according to fans, uh, Qui Gon. Well, I think it's lore based. Qui Gon Jinn was a gray Jedi. Yeah. Uh, I think maybe Ryan Johnson was trying to depict Luke as that, but it came off a little more pessimistic. Yeah. But, um, yeah, there's a whole deep dive for that shit. But yeah, there there is a third Jedi that exists, a third uh, way of point of view, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Whatever, whatever they decide to do, it's in good hands over there. I know that. Oh, for sure, dude. I mean, like you said, this just this was this this just kind of this got our seats in the upright position, and now we're ready to now we're ready to take the ride, man. Yeah, dude. ready to buckle in. I'm glad it's back. I mean, this is one of the probably one of the only new Star Wars property, except for Visions. Visions had its moments that was really badass, where we're getting original stuff with old stuff like Kenobi was good, but we kind of knew what was going to happen. Nothing was introduced of any importance other than just, yeah, man, Obi and Anakin were really tight. (laughs) And as good as it was, and as much as I enjoyed it, Mandalorian's just hitting differently Mm -hmm. for the better. I would say, uh, I still think just with this one episode back for its third season, it's still it's still top dog of the Disney Star Wars era. Yeah. And it's probably going to remain there. Pedro's killing it. Oh, yeah. The Last sure, of yeah. Us, Mandalorian's coming back. Like, Dude's making a lot of money right now. He's come a long way from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. <laughs> and what was right. that? Uh, Law and Order. Yeah, Game of Thrones. Yeah, but even that's better but, than but Law he was and such, Order. Like, yeah, well, but not no, man, no, no you haven't seen order. the super cut from Law and Order, have you? Oh, oh it's dude, pretty bad. I, oh, and so the voice every, that he puts on. So yeah. is so is every other actor that gets their that that cuts their teeth through a law and order episode though man because like it's almost like a rite of passage to have an episode under your belt and you're early in your career like there was a ton of people baby on there like (laughs) a ton of people he's like this like devil worshiper (laughs) like oh did oh did he play like accent like didn't he try to play like a pseudo rodriguez or a Ramirez top character did the whole I'm gonna carve a pentagram in my hand type shit. Something like that. But he's had a good year. Yeah. Good couple well, I of think years. he's I, I think in time as these these projects wrap up where he becomes too expensive for the Mandalorian and they have to I want Mandalorian to at least run five seasons don't overstay it's welcome also the beauty of that is like he doesn't have to be in that suit yeah no like i'm almost certain that he's not always in that suit but we also don't want but you need his voice 
But we don't nobody want sounds like that. The Walking Dead, man. Yeah, I don't think they'd do I, that. Yeah, we ain't get nine seasons. Fa- of- yeah, I think Favreau and Filoni will shut it down. I think that this we may get this season and maybe one more, but I think that they're gonna they're gonna be wrapping a lot of stuff up in this because like once once he goes to Mandalore and he bathes in the minds of Mandalore, like. Hit, all right, his quest with Grogu has been complete. That went through its whole arc. Everything else is done other than like, what do we do this week, Captain? You know what I mean? So like once he does the whole Mandalore thing, and unless it leads to like some weird civil war or some some weird war that happens somewhere through the process of doing all this, it's like, what's the next logical step for it? Which could be it. They could set up a new planet somewhere and call it Mandalore or whatever. Like well, they could absolutely do that. Well, I know we'll we'll be touching back on this more in movie news because I found some stuff, and I think the links actually in movie news. Yeah. So, but like this, I, I would really love to see Mandalorian go for five seasons, tell another arc, and maybe build up to. Either a like, because obviously the Mandalorian is going to show up when Ahsoka has to deal with Thrawn. Mm-hmm. Otherwise, that would have not even been bothered to have been written in the script for a season of the Mandalorian. Yeah. So that's obviously that... a that's obviously a nod wink, and I know there's more going on and more at play, and just yeah. weaving in and out is part of the tapestry of Star Wars, but. With 30-minute run times, uh, trying to tell an engaging story that connects to the overall universe but still tells its own thing, that's just a really hard act to go for those types of name name drops and nothing become of it. Yeah. Well, I think that that'll be like what happens in that in her show. Oh, for sure. But I feel like I feel like Mandalorian and the I feel like Jen and Grogu will show up in that story. Like it's gonna be I mean, it's gonna be Disney's Avengers or Star Wars Avengers. Yeah. I think that. Because they're gonna cause Thrawn's a really big fucking deal in uh Star Wars canon in terms of like next big bads and shit like that. Like, cause he's not a Sith really. He's just a military strategist. He's just really good at what he does and that's fucking people up. Right. It's in good hands. It's like Allstate, you know? Right. <laughs> I think so as well. John, John Favreau, when he, like, he, he, I, I don't want to necessarily say everything the guy's done is great, but you can tell which projects, even, even, even his low quality stuff is still high quality. Oh, yeah. But the stuff that he goes hard in the paint for, you can see clearly. Yeah. First Iron Man, uh, whether you like it or not, uh, Cowboys and Aliens, um, and Mandalorian for sure. Yeah. Oh yeah. And I mean, I'm not even touching on on like just like the stuff he's done with motion capture for stuff like uh, like the Jungle Book, like all that stuff. Yeah. We got a little bit of movie news here, though. Nothing too heavy. You know, it ain't too heavy. 
So Constantine 2, not a sure thing, says Keanu Reeves. We are trying. So news of a sequel uh, to the 2005 DC outing Constantine has drifted in and out of the headlines for some time. But while it has recently seemed like the project is finally a go, Keanu Reeves has revealed that he is not sure whether Constantine 2 is as much of a thing as we all thought. Speaking with comicbook.com, Reeves assured fans that he is trying to get Constantine to the green light, but ultimately he does not know if it will ever happen. This is what he said. I was hoping it would, but we don't know. Yeah, we're trying. Released in 2005 and based on the DC comic Hellblazer, first Constantine stars Keanu Reeves is an ordinary man with an extraordinary gift unknown to most people. The world is crowded with spirits, both good and evil, who walk among us in human guise. One of the few who can see these spirits is John Constantine, but the responsibility of his vision is more than he can stand. And as a teenager, he attempts to take his own life. Saved from death, Constantine must now atone for his actions by acting as a guardian in the middle ground between paradise and hell and becoming a detective of the occult and the paranormal. Uh, so it was officially announced last year. I thought that this article would go into it, but basically, um, there was another article and the, and this article was released after that other article, but basically what it comes down to is Keanu Reeves has met with James Gunn about the possibility of a follow-up to Constantine and Saffron and Gunn haven't explicitly gave it a yes or a no. More to me, that sounds like they're trying to figure out how to work it in. Well, I think that the, yes, exactly. I think that they're like, do we make it part of canon? Do we make it in Elseworlds? What do we do? Because if we do nothing right now, then we don't have to worry about it. But if we if we make it now, then we're going to have to establish it as one or the other. And, and and I mean, and not to, and I mean, and, and the reality is, you know, Keanu Reeves is only going to look young for so long. Yeah, right. And the longer this spans out, because, you know, you know, if a movie is taking its time to breathe and good pre-production, good principal photography and all that good, all that good shit done, you know, it could take anywhere from three to five years to get the film made. Yeah. So, I think that that's where they're trying to slot it in. But it's a good sign because, like, James Gunn has been very upfront about, no, this isn't going to happen. Yeah, and and I, I appreciate that. Even with the stuff that I, I'm not I'm necessarily bummed about, yeah. like, the Cavill news, like, at least we know. Like, there's no bullshit. There's no relying on some dickweed on Twitter. None of that bullshit, like. Gun came out and said, "Nope, Cavill's not coming back to Superman for movie one." There, yeah. So I mean, yeah, I, yeah, and he, I, 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 I appreciate that transparency more than I do the rumor mill. Yeah, exactly. And the fact that he's also stated like, we're not saying he's never coming back. He's just not going to be in the next Superman movie. Yeah, so it's not. He, and that's, he's left it open. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Next up here, Bruce Campbell shares an update on animated Evil Dead continuation. So horror fans should be getting to see more of Ash Williams, albeit in animated form. 
Uh, Bruce Campbell has previously teased that Ash's story could continue in an animated continuation of the Evil Dead franchise set after the events of Ash vs. Evil Dead. Last year, he said that preliminary talks have started on an Evil Dead animated series, though not much else has been revealed about the project. More focus has been put into the upcoming live-action film, Evil Dead Rise, as it is uh, set to be released in theaters in April. Ash will not be in Evil Dead Rise, though Campbell is producing the film. The movie will instead follow all new characters dealing with deadites in their own ways. But Campbell also teases in an interview with Alex uh, DeVincizos, I don't know, uh, Bloody Disgusting, that the gears are still turning on the animated project, which would continue the adventures of Ash in the Evil Dead world. The groovy one also points out that progress is slow moving given how busy Raimi is these days, but he nevertheless anticipates returning as the voice of Ash for the series. From the interview, this is what he had to say. All I can say is we're getting, all I can say is we're actively pursuing it. Sam's a busy guy. He had a big hit movie, so he's got a lot on his plate, but he and his brother are actively shaping out the world. It's one thing to get an animator and say, hey, animate this. You've got to know what you're going to animate. I look forward to it because my voice hasn't aged as much as I have. Campbell also made it clear he'll be able to easily slip back into the into the role of Ash, given how Evil Dead the game has been allowing him to voice the character in the meantime. It's the same idiot. I try him eight different ways to Sunday, and then the game folks make sure to steer me in the right direction. They sort of guide me through it, but it's the same process. Same dope, lots of ad-libs. I mean, here's the thing. If they're going to do an Evil Dead animated series, it's going to take... How long is it going to take them to animate this shit? You know what I mean? Like, it's not something that can be done quick. Well, yeah, but I mean, we also have to look at it as what type of animation are we getting? Because if it's the pseudo Matt groaning, uh, Seth MacFarlane style animation, they'll shit this out in a year. Uh, If it's something where they're going to try to go for their own style, absolutely, it'll take fucking forever. Yeah. So, but I mean, to me, there's enough room in the Evil Dead world just keep the slow drip coming. Drop these drop these new uh, add-ons to the movies. Give us some animated stuff. Keep Bruce Campbell in, in work. And yeah. Yeah. Make it happen. I, I don't know how I would feel, though, if it was done like Futurama. But I mean, it, I, I feel like that's where it's headed. Hmm. Uh, and I, I think and I wouldn't be cool with it, but I mean, I'd still tune in and check it out. I don't, I mean, it's kind of like, you know, army of darkness though. It's like, we got the ending of army of darkness that we got. Well, like the original ending, you know? Yeah. And like, they went back on it and redid the ending where it shows them in modern times and all that kind of stuff. It's like, they could kind of omit that, that part of it and continue on with what what they were doing and everything like in modern day it would be ridiculous if they skipped over ash versus evil dead and just went to that where he time jumps i mean yeah they there's there's a lot that they could do but the beauty with that too is like 
if Raimi and them sit down and write it or whoever writes the script for it, they could write 10 uh, seasons of this shit. They could write a trippy ass story. Yeah. And he could do all the voice work for it in like, you know, three months, six months, whatever it is. Yeah. And that's 10 seasons of TV. You know what I mean? Like, so yeah. that's the beauty with uh, animation as well. Like once it's written, you can go in there and you can just record the voiceovers for it like immediately and be done with it. Yeah. So, cause I, I mean, know when, I mean, with the right direction, yeah, he could, I mean, it always helps to have the vis- the visual aid. And I know that's the more conventional way of voiceover acting, I guess, but theoretically as long as Rami's vision is translating through his performance he could just re- read the dialogue in, in the character and like you said do it in a couple of months and then just put it where it's at yeah where it's needed you know and ai is a hell of a thing you feed all of that into a machine and learn how to be bruce campbell <laughs> Then Ash will never like he'll be full alive forever at that point. That's a true deadite. Yeah, right. So Escape from New York will be a requel. I don't know what that is, but we're gonna find out. The filmmaking team behind 2022 Scream and this month's Scream Six have confirmed that their upcoming Escape from New York project will be a requel. Speaking with comicbook.com filmmaking duo Matt. Bettinelli Olfen and Tyler Gillette, who together are known as Radio Silence, revealed that Escape from New York will take the same approach as Scream, acting as a sequel while using a similar rhythm to the original. You can check out what Radio Silence had to say of their plans for Escape from New York below. It's a great question. I don't think we know enough about the movie yet to be able to say anything. But yes, requel is the idea. There's no way to remake uh, how great that movie is. Would be a fool's errand to try. So, you know, we'll try to borrow what we love from it and find a way, find a new way to put the package together. Um, then they went on to say that the original Escape from New York is untouchable. And I agree with that. But I guess that that's why they're going, they're, you know, they're going that route with it where it's like, okay, we can just make a follow-up and hit a lot of the same beats, which I mean, there's a lot of movie that's movies that's been doing that. I've just didn't, I've never heard them refer to as requels. Mm-mm. Like that's a whole new thing for me, you know? They're just trying it on. Yeah. Yeah. I don't like it, but Mm-mm. anyway, that's just, you know, personal opinion and everything. But uh, I'm interested to see what a new snake looks like, a new escape from New York. I mean, who would you cast? You could cast his son. John Cena. Oh, my God. Just imagine. That might be, that might be too much. <laughs> might be too much, dude. Pedro Pascal. He's like, oh, I, mean, I, would, I would be okay with that. Yeah, I would Going be okay slow. with that. He always sounds like he's been lifting stuff or something. Yeah. He's he's scrubbing. Tired, you yeah. Know? Yeah. Oh. Hellboy's new adaptation continues to round out its cast with new additions. 
So it's only been a few days since Millennium Media announced they were working on a new Hellboy adaptation, and the movie has already made impressive progress. Jack Kesey, who had a brief appearance in Deadpool 2 as Black Tom, will give life to the new version of the character, and he already has his famous companions. Yellowstone actor Jefferson White and Chilling Adventure of Sabrina's uh, Adeline Rudolph will also be part of the project, playing Tom Farrell and Bobby Joe Song, completing the leading trio for the film, which will be directed by Brian Taylor. Hellboy, we, we know what Hellboy is. The character works with B, uh, the BPRD, latest Hellboy 2019. So yeah, we, we got our main guy here. Jack Kesey or Kessy K E S Y. Let's see what he looks like. I mean, he was in the strain. All right, so he like was he's in, in the, he's the one that's gonna play him. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Yeah. So Bay like this is some of the things that he's been in here. Um, Ray Donovan, The Strain. He was in 29 episodes as Gabriel Bolver or The Master. I don't know. I haven't watched it. Baywatch, uh, Death Wish, the new Death Wish remake, Deadpool 2, Blood Brother, The Outpost, Deputy. Without remorse, the weapon. Most recently, so yeah, I mean that they cast a kind of relatively unknown to play him, which makes sense. I mean, yeah. that's probably for the best, yeah. you know. So, next up here, John Favreau confirms the Mandalorian will match up to Disney sequel trilogy. Also, claims viewers influence continuity decisions. So Favreau, the head writer and executive producer for The Mandalorian, has recently claimed that The Mandalorian will indeed lead into Disney's Star Wars sequel trilogy. In a recent interview with YouTube channel Movie TV promoting the new season of The Mandalorian, Favreau was asked, you spoke about needing, uh, you spoke about needing to have a team to keep track of all this continuity that you got going on. It is a challenge also as a storyteller, knowing where this universe, this galaxy of Star Wars is like 20, 25 years down the road in terms of the sequel trilogy and having to match up with that. Uh, Favreau answered, yeah, it's a little closer than that now. We've been on the air a little bit. It's interesting because you know what's come before. And then in our time period, there's also been extended universe fiction there's characters that have been slowly introduced in Star Wars Rebels like Thrawn, so there's a lot of stuff that is canon, like canon proper, but I think there's different tiers of things. Next, he indicated that uh, they look at what's canon based on audience reaction. We really look at the fans to see what they embrace, too. It's not like a science. There's definitely a conversation that's going on. Favreau also expressed he's looking past the sequel trilogy, despite current Disney Star Wars canon not extending past the sequel trilogy. 
And then also what happens after the sequel trilogy, because the sequel trilogy only takes place over the course of a few years. It's a big thing on the screen and it's very eventful, but it is relatively brief moment in history over the course of thousands of years that Star Wars takes place. And so what happens after it is interesting too. And I know there's some discussion exploration going on about what happens after it, he added. Favreau continued to explain how he uh, looks at Star Wars continuity. So I think uh, that there are certain markers that we have. It's almost like studying ancient history where you kind of know a few things that happen, but there's a lot of murkiness in between, and we just don't have archaeological evidence in the real world to know exactly what happened, so we kind of connect the dots. If you look at someone like George R.R. Martin and his novels, it's really interesting to see how he treats these things because he really does treat it like history, Favreau went on. Sometimes you have stories told from different perspectives. Sometimes you have flawed storytellers. Sometimes you have different versions. And, of course, you have different uh, media, the books and the shows. And that uh, interplay and that level of sophistication. And I think also having somebody like one author of it really adds to the complexity that you can have. He concluded, so do we emulate uh, that with the teams that we have both at Lucasfilm, Industrial Light Magic, and and on the team of our shows? How do we all work together and try to formulate that kind of consistency? Uh, The fact that they are looking past the sequel trilogy could indicate that Grogu and uh, Din Jaren's story will continue past the events of the sequel trilogy, and thus they would be dealing with a galaxy once again finding itself in the middle of chaos with the New Republic's core planets wiped out by the First Order. First Order's quick rise to dominance throughout the galaxy, the uh, usurpation of the First Order by Darth Sidious, and then Sidious' death and destruction by members of the Resistance. Possible the Mandalorian could fill the power vacuum left by the destruction of the New Republic, First Order, and Darth Sidious' Sith forces. As for Favreau's comparison of Star Wars canon to ancient history, it doesn't really hold water given uh, there are clear documents, namely George Lucas's original trilogy and the prequel trilogy, that Star Wars canon has uh, as its foundations. Disney also made clear they were sidelining the expanded universe in favor of their own continuity that included Lucas's film and the Clone Wars animated series. Uh, as for Favreau's comments about Star Wars stories having different perspectives, flawed storytellers, or different versions, it doesn't really make sense given the films are considered canon by moviegoers and as noted above by Lucasfilm in 2014, albeit given Favreau's comments it appears they don't actually hold that opinion anymore nevertheless what happened in the film was indeed canon outside of lucas special editions there are no other star wars movies that tell the stories of luke and anakin skywalker from different perspectives or from a flawed storyteller the events as shown in the films are not only uh, presented as fact but taken as fact by moviegoers as well uh, Luke Skywalker did indeed blow up the first Death Star by trusting in the Force. Anakin Skywalker did silence, did slice off Mace Windu's hands, then become Darth Vader. As StarWars.com put it, put it, these are immovable objects of Star Wars history. 
I didn't know that we were going to get an opinion piece with all this too. But anyway, <laughs> um, I mean, I get what John Favreau is saying though. It's like in the grand scheme of things, like I think the biggest time jump in the new trilogy was like the five, wasn't there a five year time jump between uh, the last Jedi and rise of Skywalker. I th- like, I think sure. the whole, I think the whole story takes place over the course of like 10 years. If I'm not mistaken, at least that's what it feels like. So, but at the end of the day, it's like, okay. So like, if they go that route with it, then that means that this season is going to have to end with them going into, into the newer stuff. And then we would get like one or two seasons of them, like, I guess dealing with stuff while the sequel trilogy plays out. I mean, I don't know. I mean, at the end of the day, it's like, is Mando and Grogu the right people to fill the gaps in all of this stuff? Well, I think that it'll be a situation where they'll show up for these big crossover, calm crossover events where they got to deal with the big bad, and then they're gonna the story's gonna conclude with them. Their fates will be decided, but they're gonna be the people that survive at the end of Mandalorian are gonna be in a position where you can fuck off to some other part of Star Wars and not have to worry about them. Right. I mean, at the end of the day, like they could, they could do anything, but it's like, I don't know. But, but I think there's key words there that Favreau said, um, like unreliable storytellers. Uh, I think that could possibly, I mean, I, I mean, I'm not necessarily looking into that, but looking into the idea that, you know, there's rumors that they're going to soft reboot and, kind of have a what happened happened with episode seven eight and nine but there's gonna be some timey wimey shit go down and they're gonna exist in their own little dimension where this this played out and this is why this had to happen so that that don't happen because it's gonna sync up with mandalorian but i think it it was still reported that ahsoka was gonna kind of soft reboot Star Wars, or at yeah. least reset the events of the sequels. But obviously, they're gonna do it in a way to where you can still watch it. It's still required viewing. They can still make a dollar off of it, but you know, yeah, yeah. I don't know. It just. Because let's let's face it, it's going to be a hot minute before we see an episode 10, 11, and 12, probably ever. And the future absolutely seems to be the Disney Plus shows for Star Wars. Yeah, I, th- I mean, and to be fair, it's like, don't, don't do any more just Star Wars movies. I mean, yeah. I mean, if, if if the idea is that like like we've like we've talked about in previous episodes, 
if they're truly wanting to distance themselves from the Skywalker saga, then the Do movies it. are gonna have the movies are gonna have to go. Like there can't be a Star Wars episode ten next this time's for real, you know, or some shit, you know. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, you can. I mean, don't get me wrong. You could still release movies, but it would have to be those things like Solo. Rogue One. It'd have to be their own title instead of just Star Wars subtitle, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly, yeah. That article made me think of that Carl Weathers meme. Have y'all seen that Mandalorian meme with him? No. I'm gonna drop it in general. It's funny. <laughs> That's the alligator that killed him yeah. and Happy Gilmore. Yeah. <laughs> the bastard took my hand. I ripped one of his eyes out. It's <laughs> a good meme. It is a fucking great yes. meme. Oh my god. So more, more news on the hills of Star Wars here. It says Star Wars Shake Up. Uh, Kevin Feige and Patty Jenkins movie Shelves. Taka Watiti looking to star in his own film. Sheesh. Uh, when John it's a Favreau, mad, mad world. <laughs> yeah. When Favreau stepped onto the red carpet for season three premiere of The Mandalorian on February 28th, the Disney Plus show's creator and executive producer was feeling nostalgic. It's been a while since we've been all together here like this, Favreau told Variety of uh, evoking the November 2019 premiere for the launch of the show and of Disney Plus itself. It was before the last episode aired. That time, the Mandalorian was a scrappy land speeder in the vast Star Wars galaxy, nipping at the hills of the rise of Skywalker, the culminating feature film from director Abrams that was ex- uh, expected just a month later to obliterate the box office like a cinematic Death Star. Instead, the Mandalorian became a global sensation thanks to the incandescent cuteness of Baby Yoda, blasting Disney Plus into light speed with 26.5 million subscribers in the first six weeks. Rise of Skywalker, on the other hand, imploded. Uh, it, it saved the franchise. Yeah. <laughs> it saved it. Let's, let's be honest here. It's not for want of trying. In December of 2020, Lucasfilm chief uh, Kathleen Kennedy announced that Wonder Woman Helmer Patty Jenkins would direct the next Star Wars movie, the one-off adventure Rogue Squadron, but in September 2022, Disney pulled the title from its schedule, December 2023 release, and sources with knowledge of the production say it is no longer in active development at the studio. A rep for Lucasfilm did not respond to a request for comment. In December, Jenkins said in a statement that she was still that she was still developing Rogue Squadron, but I don't know if it will happen or not. Meanwhile, Variety has learned that a possible Star Wars feature produced by Marvel Studios' Keith, uh, Keith, Chief Kevin Feige is also no longer in active development at Lucasfilm. When news of Feige's involvement with a Star Wars film broke in September 2019, churned up fan speculation uh, since, widely debunked, since widely debunked that he was in line to replace Kennedy as the leader of Lucasfilm. The movie remained alive as recently as May 2022 when screenwriter Michael Waldron told Variety that he'd started working on a Star Wars screenplay for Feige. 
I'm enjoying having the freedom on that to do something that's not necessarily a sequel or anything. Five months later, Feige hired Waldron to write uh, the script for 2026's Avengers Secret War and Endgame uh, style culmination of Marvel Studios' multiverse saga. Between that project and the 19 other titles that Marvel's announced for theaters and streaming in the next four years, Feige's responsibilities to the MCU are keeping him far, far away from Star Wars for much of the decade. As for Ryan Johnson, the in-demand filmmaker has made no secret that he still wants to make the Star Wars movies he first announced in 2017 before the release of his film, The Last Jedi, and Kennedy has been clear that Lucasfilm still wants him too. But Johnson's immediate priorities, continuing his uh, Blanc movie with Daniel Craig for Netflix and season two of hit Peacock series Poker Face, will keep him occupied for the foreseeable future. So what Star Wars movie could slot into the open December 2025 release date? Sources say Thor Love and Thunder filmmaker Taika Waititi continues to work on his possible Star Wars feature, and he would most likely have a part in it as well, similar in prominence to his standout role as an imaginary Adolf Hitler in his Oscar-winning 2019 feature Jojo Rabbit. And although Lucasfilm has yet to officially confirm it, sources say the studio is committed to a Star Wars movie from director uh, Charmaine, I don't know, two-time Oscar-winning documentarian, Saving Face, A Girl on the River, the price of forgiveness who made her live action narrative debut with two episodes of 2022's Miss Marvel for Disney plus uh, Damon Lindelof and Justin Britt Gibson were attached in October to write the script for that movie, whether one of those films or some as yet unannounced project lands at the front line. The front of the line has been a fiercely guarded secret at Lucasfilm. But sources say the studio will begin to unveil its plans for the future of Star Wars cinema at the Star Wars Celebration Convention in London the weekend of April the 7th. That announcement, however, will compete with expected updates for at least four Disney Plus series, including the final season of the critically acclaimed Andor, new shows from uh, Leslie Headland and John Watts, and the first major push for Ahsoka, a spinoff Mandalorian with uh, starring Rosario Dawson. So for now, Lucasfilm mess, Lucasfilm's message to Star Wars movie fans, patience you must have. I mean, if they get rid of Kathleen Kennedy, is any of that stuff going to come to fruition, though? I don't know, but I've got Watiti fatigue, to be honest with you. I mean, I I think that, like, I don't know. I don't know. Like, Star Wars is really going to give me, like, the yay or nay with. Like, there's a reason that Terry Gillum only released so many films. You know what I mean? And, like, Taika Waititi kind of has that same style, that same sense of humor, right? Yeah, the let's let's be ironically funny. Mm-hmm. Exactly. But Terry Gillum knows that like if he puts out too much too quickly, then he's gonna wear his welcome out as well. That's why whenever he releases a film or whenever you go back and watch a movie of his, except for Brazil, 
that is hmm. like, wow, I haven't seen this in a long time or I've never seen this. It's kind of a breath of fresh air, you know? His his Star Wars movie is going to be very telling of like if I'm gonna be tired of dealing with his shit or not, really. Because well, like it's like gonna be its own kind of standalone, like we're not doing Skywalker well, shit here, right? We yeah, want to get away right. from that, right? Well, this yeah. is gonna be a movie that's it's on its own well, thing. Sucks? Like So new what's... Star Wars is cool. It just makes you wonder, though. Yeah, I'm I'm interested to see what happens with everything. But at the same time, it's like, like Star Wars really doesn't know what they're doing. It's like Foggy's busy. Like, they should have let Foggy go ahead with what he wanted to do with Star Wars in that Phase 4 timeline. When there wasn't a lot of movies coming out, the movies that were coming out were very impactful to the overall story you know spider-man doctor strange all that but still gave him enough downtime where he could do what he needed to do and do something star wars related they didn't allow that to happen and then like kathleen kennedy's like we want ryan johnson to make his trilogy but every time i've ever heard her say anything about him it's always like well he fucked everything up and it's like but did he (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? It's like you've got this weird double standard thing going on here that, that is kind of unwarranted and unneeded. I think because of the, I think because of the decisions made in the last Jedi, I'm still convinced that it is the best one of those sequel trilogy. Yeah, I agree. And I think in time it's going to have its own following. I mean, it's going to be like the prequel trilogy. I mean, we know that's that's bound to happen, but I mean, because of, like I said, just because of the the choices that Johnson made, and because like out of all of the, I'm pretty sure most of the debatable stuff of the sequel trilogy is his is from his film, yeah, and the way it was received was such. A ridiculous shit fit from the Star Wars community that yeah. as as a consequence of that we got Rise of Skywalker it was very knee jerk they should have taken the time to digest they should have taken the time to let the community digest it before they, they made a rash decision well and I mean let's face it we got an ass pull plug of the Emperor coming back in Rise of Skywalker when they could have easily, easily just wrote it that Snoke is just an, a byproduct of an experiment that Palpatine was trying to do to achieve immortality. Yeah. Could have had the same events play out, could have did all of it, just left it Snoke. Because, like, it would have still been the Emperor, but it would have made more fucking sense than just, oh, we have this beacon out here on Exegol. Let's hold up this dagger that's conveniently placed to get there. And let's let's completely rob any Legacy Star Wars fans of one last, like, Raw with 
all of the legacy characters. Because I think we covered it before, but whenever Ray and Kylo were out on the uh, the coast fighting on that 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 ship, and that's when he kind of, I think he starts to turn to the light side, or he see no he sees he sees Harrison Ford. Mm-hmm. That whole scene was supposed to be Harrison Ford, Carrie Fisher, and Mark Hamill. And there was going to be this big moment where he's a solo slash Skywalker again. Right. And they were like, no, fuck that. (laughs) Yeah. And you know, know. he's the only one that's got the green light to make a Star Wars movie. And they're talking like 2025. That shit may never happen. I know, right? I mean, it ain't. At the rate. At the rate he's making bank off knives out stuff, why would he? I'm talking about Taika Waititi. Oh, yeah, I thought you meant Ryan Johnson. Because like he's the only no. one that's got a movie in the pipeline, right? They've pretty much shelved everything else. Yeah, they shut everything else down. That's feature the squadron length. movie. The yeah. So, so he's got to have some kind of decent idea. We just Kathleen Kennedy's got to go. Yeah, Inf- it's inflation it's and quality go. control that this shit's happening. We're seeing it play out in Hollywood, man. Well, I mean, it's oh, yeah. it's what I mean, yes, but at the same time, it's like when you have someone that doesn't know what they're doing in charge of everything, that's just like making decisions on a whim. Well, like, ooh. well. Well, on a whim, sure, but those on a whim decisions, what we're still probably going to yield something because we went from having three chances at a great Star Wars movie to one. Because Foggy should have, you know, like you were saying, Foggy should have. I would like to know what his pitch for a movie was. Yeah. Uh, I think I think a Rogue Squadron movie would have wrote its fucking self, and I would have been totally okay with Top Gun in space. Yeah, uh, I mean, despite yeah. my my personal opinions about Patty Jenkins and what she did with Wonder Woman, with the other properties that she's had, you know, she's done things with weren't necessarily bad i mean her her military stuff was good the hurt locker is a it'll is is up there but notice like not just one studio every one was like (laughs) yeah we're good too like yeah we we don't want to do that right now yeah maybe later yeah so i don't don't take a loss yeah I'm interested to see what they do moving forward because I honestly feel like at some point there's going to be an overcorrection, hopefully in a good way. I mean, like, look, there was an article that came out a while back, and I don't, we might not have talked about it on the pod. I can't remember. But basically, Favreau told Kathleen Kennedy (laughs) to fuck off. And if she keeps. Yeah, if she yeah. keeps meddling with the Mandalorian shit, he's walking and he's taking the fucking idea with him. If that doesn't tell you, like, one of the nicest people in fucking Hollywood, that everybody is like, he's a good guy, he's, you know, easy to work with and everything. 
if he's telling you to fuck off, then there's something wrong. Well, and you know, I personally think that it's it's only going to get grimmer for all of this, from Star Wars to Marvel to DC, because no matter how many James Guns and how many John Favros that you have, the only real way we'll get true course correction, I think, is going to be when all of these properties fall back into obscurity, and that's going to be a very long time from now, if ever. And that runs the fear of when when the inevitable last Star Wars property gets released or any of the big franchises out there. Uh, that runs the risk of when it's done, it's fucking done. Yeah, I mean, that's true. But like, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's 50, 100 years down the line, though. We won't be around for it. I, I mean, mean I mean, dude, the the rate of technology and the rate of just everything else speeding up. We're saying that, but like, dude, twenty years from now, there could be another thirty fucking. We we just in, in ten years, we sat through thirty Marvel films. Yeah. So I mean, I feel like it's the future's near, but it's darker than we realize. Yeah. Well, that might not be a bad thing. I mean, it might be a good idea, like, which DC's just, like, kind of getting their footing. So if Marvel, after the Kang stuff, is like, we're going to take 10 years off, let everything breathe, wouldn't surprise me. Well, it I mean, probably just letting it, decision. yeah, just letting it kind of fall back. Like, we're going to, like, they still release content, but it's on a smaller scale, lesser marketing. If you're into it, you're going to, you're going to know about it, but instead of slamming it into the mainstream audience faces all the time, it just slowly just, you know, fades out. And I yeah. think that would be a good thing. I think it would increase quality of the products that do get made. Uh, I think that only people who give a shit about writing this type of stuff is going to be on board, which adds to quality, of course. And... You know, the tech, not hell, James Cameron's figuring out the technology for everybody. So, mm -hmm. you know, whenever the shit, you know, lines up right, there'll be a way to make these movies and they will just be even more, more mind blowing than they try to be now, you know? Yeah. Like, imagine a Doctor Strange movie filmed with a fucking James Cameron camera. <laughs> you know, like the. The Avatar camera. The James camera. The James <laughs> yeah. camera. Get your get your Cameron camera on your foggy phone. Yo, so I dropped the article. Avatar's gonna drop end of the month. So yeah, I saw that. So I'll see that sooner than later. DTW. We're gonna be watching all that water. I'm gonna make sure I have a twenty four pack on the shape of water. By. Chilling in some ice. I'm already getting thirsty thinking about it. I'm gonna sit in a. I'm gonna sit in a pool while I watch it. Get your little kitty okay. pool. Put it in the living room. You damn oh. right. It'll be Run warm. Run hose through the window. It's gonna be like 
Hey, I'm going to fill this. I'm, I'm going to turn my living room into Pandora. I'm going to buy a bunch of ferns, some corner trees. Oh, fern gully. <laughs> yeah. Buy corner tree. Imi- buy some imitation pine needles and just scatter them on my ground, on my floor. Put the pool in there. Throw the couch out the window like beam. Break the wall off. Hey. What was the what was the runtime on that, by the way, on uh, Avatar Two? I think it was like five and a half. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Enjoy the movie, Griffin. I'm not watching it. I'm captivated. They, oh, they did say they were going to release um, three hours of like bonus material with it. Jesus, that's you know, like documentary to make it of. I mean, I'll I'll kind of look, but what I thought was weird that it wasn't going straight to Disney Plus. Yeah, that is kind of odd. That it's going like, you know, they're going to do the whole, you'll be able to rent it. Yeah. Like Amazon. It is three hours and 12 minutes. So it's about as long as Triple R, dude. I'm ready for trailers, guys. I am shreddy for trailers. No, I'm British. Did y'all see that? Why I'm pulling this up? Did y'all see that fucking picture of Gene Hackman? Yeah. God damn. Yeah, he looks very rough. He was 93. 93, he's out running errands and shit. It's like, dude, pay somebody to do that. Yeah, You right. can't take it with you. So, ghosted. Apple TV. I'd also like to mention that Tom Sizemore passed away. Yeah, I saw that, man. It's a bummer. R.I.P. Look out for Jeff Bridges. He's bad news. He straight lived his life, though. Yeah. I mean, if, if any of these people that... Well, you know, he he was like heavy into some drugs for a while. Like, it got wild. But aren't they all, though? Not like that dude was, like... They ended up having him. He was on one of those rehab shows. Like mountains of powdered sugar. Ghosted. (laughs) I'm ready. Oh, the comments are off. Of course. Yeah. This chick is hot. Apple don't give a fuck about your opinion. Yeah, we don't need no feedback. You come to us, you know? Yeah. Three, two, one, play. Mm. Oh. When I wake, when up. I wake up. Yeah. Yeah, I know I'm gonna be. Don't normally hear this song in trailer. Yeah. But I'll be the man who exits all the goo. 
I might walk up a thousand miles for her. Yeah. Holy shit. It's a scab. <laughs> well, bye. Oh, but if you're on Wi-Fi, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? Oh shit! It turns into a Captain America movie. Is that horny toad? I believe it is. Horny She's toad. a secret agent. Oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> Ooh. Dropped a bomb on him. The bomb on me. Beep. Baby. And it turns into Buddy Cop. Got Adrian Brody in it. You could mash up those two songs, and I think that's what they did. Yeah. That was the road they shot that scene from. Uh... Is that Adrian Brody? Yeah. <laughs> so much ground sliding. ah <laughs> uh, clever i kind of like the way they're doing romantic comedies now it's like romantic comedies with guns and explosions and shit i'm for it it's like reverse romance in the stone <laughs> the park. The park. They move in herds. I mean, Walt Disney gonna sue somebody because <laughs> they ain't got nothing to do with this movie. They're like, you can't use the Mickey Mouse head, dude. I saw a, a a thing the other day that was it was a list of like movies you need to watch or whatever have y'all heard about this movie that they shot at disney like undercover shot it at disney while the park was open is it like an expose movie well it's like it has something to do with like disney the story's like disney and there's like a cult there and all this stuff and like the actors and the film crew and everything was they show up to the park as like guests <laughs> Escape and they're like running tomorrow. around. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And they're like running around filming without That's clever. Tr- yeah. I kind of well, want to watch everyone it. at Disney world's got cameras. Yeah, exactly. I mean, you so. could just, Oh, that's talk about like using a set 
Yeah, you have the entire Disney park. I checked that out. Yeah, I put that because whenever I saw that, I meant to send it to you guys, but I forgot about it. But yeah. But anyway. Let's do it. The park. Okay, three, two, one, play. The plane, boss. The plane. The plane. Put the pop filter in front of the mic. Sounds like sounds like it's based off a really shitty young adult novel. In a world without grown ups. The fuck is that thing? We already have this story. It's called Lord of the Flies. Yes, the comment says down here. Lord of the Flies was enough bully trauma for me. (laughs) (laughs) Like there's going to be a group of kids that are like, man, what's going on? And then there's that group of kids that's like, let's get weird. The kids. Nah, this would be way worse than Lord of the Flies, dude. These kids today are brutal. Yeah. Well, it also looks like Yellow Jackets. I don't know if y'all have watched any of that, but... I've taken a few. I've heard it. I've heard about it. it. It was good what I've watched of it. But this looks the same beats, like a bunch of kids are somewhere... No adults are around. Shit gets weird. One cult, one kid's really fucking weird. Tiny beautiful things. Agatha. <laughs> stay golden, pony boy. Oh, well, that's I was thinking that, hey, yeah. Stay gold. The way that she put her leg up on that pee. Yeah. It's like, like, who are you? (laughs) Yeah. yeah, You're amazing. Oh, I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, play. Everybody's life's a mess. Yeah. Act accordingly. <laughs> is that the girl from Last of Us? That ain't her, is it? I think. Uh, maybe. Kinda looks like her. We'll go look. Oh, this is based on a book. Milk bat. Let's see.
Damn, it's depressing. I know, right? Ah, that ain't the same girl. <laughs> okay. So not my cup of tea, but it looks well made. Yeah. Just gonna skip over the anal part. Yeah, for real, right? <laughs> Citadel. I think that's so Icarus there. Icarus? Yeah. So Icarus? Rob <laughs> stock. Wow, let's see. Yeah, it is. It's a series. All Red Wedding. Is this source code? That's what I, yeah. That Sweet Dreams? They're like sleeper agents or something. Sleepers. Okay. Tucci. I didn't know if it was Tucci or Mark Strong. Which one is it? It's Tucci. Bullet train too, you know. 
Yeah, it looks all right. Watcher? Hardly newer. We saw a teaser for this a minute ago. Is this the one where... Guy in the window? Yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Makes sense. Full official trailer. All right. Three, two, one, play. Spooky pictures. Oh, that's your first problem. Yeah. You brought <laughs> yeah. Creepy. Should have got a look at his face. Yeah. It. It's time to move. It's the house that Jack built. Yeah. It's either that or it's Crispin Glover. <laughs> it's probably Crispin Glover. Kind of looks like him. Yeah, fucking creepy motherfucker. He is creepy. in her head. See, I would have had curtains in that apartment day one. Yeah. Oh, windows and they, blacked out, dude. Yeah, they would have never been opened Mm-mm. and there would never would have been a possibility. It's like this whole situation where it's like, there's a strange footprint under the carport and I'm like, okay, well, the the neighbors ask if they could use our outdoor water spigot so that they could like pressure wash the side of their house. It's probably one of those guys. Problem solved. I don't understand the fascination with like that situation. You know what I mean? I don't know. 
Didn't they do a haunted mansion with uh, Eddie Murphy? Yeah, right. Yeah, I was muted. I'm sorry. If you're gonna watch a cityscape at night, like, just let the window be your living room. Don't do it from your fucking bedroom. Yeah, there's that. I mean, <laughs> no, I mean you see these movies all the time, and I'm sure it's it happens a lot in cities where there's some creep watching a, a couple, you know, be intimate. Like, all that weird shit. And that tropes played a million times, you know? And that's what the trailer, like, it's stemming from. Like, he, like she was with her dude, and then all of a sudden she's like, what? What's with the ghost face behind the curtain over there, you know? Dude, all I'm going to say is if people are going to have sex next to an open window, don't be mad at me if I'm going to watch. <laughs> 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 you roll a cooler out, some binoculars. Yeah, Somewhere I got. I pizza. get. The, yeah, megaphone. Get it, boy. Exactly. You drop. You drop a banner. It's got "Don't mind me" stitched into it. Mm. But yeah, haunted man. Yeah, they released one with Eddie Murphy. Like what? Two thousand five. It's been a minute. Isn't this yeah. like supposed to be a more uh, spoopy take on it? Uh, I mean, it's got wow in it, so I don't know. Wow, it's got a, it's got fucking Danny DeVito in it. Yeah, Rosario Dawson. <laughs> so anyway, wow. I start haunting. Yeah. Jamie Lee Curtis, Jared Leto. I mean, <sighs> wow. Cold. Let's do it. <laughs> Let's see. Yeah, I'm ready. All right, three, two, one, play. It just kind of came out of nowhere. Like, (laughs) 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 we're out. She said, We're out. Wow. Unhinged. Dude from Atlanta, I like him. I believe that's Roy Orbison. That's kind of cool. Yeah. Was that the fucking spirit of jazz? The fuck was Jamie Lee Curtis wearing? So anyway, I start casting my fucking Patronus. Oh, that was actually really fucking funny. (laughs) Oh, God. 
I kind of want to watch it. So Lakeith Stanford was in Knives Out. Was he the he was the scientist? The one that worked with him that Oh no, 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 no. This was the original Knives Out. This wasn't the new one. He was in Uncut Gems. Okay, I know who he is. Okay. Yeah, that look that actually looks kind of funny. Like I kind of want to peep it. They're gonna be deader. <laughs> I don't know. His delivery of that line was perfect. <laughs> Unstable. This kind of looks like they're playing on like the tech billionaire. Mm-hmm. You know, Musk three comma club. Oh yeah. Let's check it out. It's got Rob Lowe in it. Three, two, one, play. Mm-hmm. The way they were looking at him. The bruiseless avocado. He's still the closer. <laughs> Rob Lowe is just always Rob Lowe. Yeah. And he doesn't look like he's ever aged. Nah, dude. He doesn't. That's the oldest I've ever seen him. It was just because he had a five o'clock shadow. Yeah, he's right. Exactly. Shaven. Yeah, yeah. So, Florida man? I mean. I had to click on this and put it in there. 
I'm like Florida man. Like the like proper Florida man. I think that's what they're <laughs> going for here. All right. All right. Three, cool. two, one, play. Yep. Wasn't he the brother in Funny Games? Maybe. Yeah, that's about Florida Man. It's a look, there was a lot of Florida Mans in there. Yeah, right. Ah, oh, I was like, that chick looks familiar. She was an old. Mm, okay, yeah. Waco, the aftermath. Yeah, I didn't know that they had a show. A few years ago, they did. This is the aftermath of Waco. What was it? Two thousand eighteen. They did a miniseries. I know. Did I they? Do. Yeah, it's in the side there. Hmm. Interesting. Yeah, I see that miniseries. Wow. Wow. Michael Shannon. Low and slow. Low and slow. <laughs> we will find him. <laughs> All right, I'm ready. <laughs> I'm ready. <laughs> All right, three, two, one, play. Mm -hmm. Oh, weird choice. Yeah. That's a lot of fertilizer. Growing something? <laughs> Anyone who could possibly play a cop, lawyer, like government. Oh, shit. That's Timmy Tim McVeigh. This this show's gonna cover a lot of shit, I, I assume. Kind of makes me want to go back and watch the first season. Might be a little Ruby Ridge in there. That's I think that's what that is. 
Okay. Damn. So I assume the it's gonna it's gonna have flashbacks of dealing with Waco while he pursues Timothy McVeigh. That's crazy. Looks interesting, though. Yeah, when I saw that, it reminded me of that Ted K trailer. And I was like, where are we having that movie? That shit came out yeah. a year ago. It I did, didn't, didn't it? Yeah. With, uh, has it been a fucking, fucking year? Yeah, dude, because I went and oh my God. pulled it up and got it. And I was like, damn, this came out a year ago. Yeah, we may have to throw that on soon. The Tudor. All right, three, two, one, play. Tudor. Creepy. Mm-hmm. I wonder if he killed his parents. Oh, he's like turning everybody against him. It's the good son. Yeah. Kind of look like Toby Maguire standing there all creepy. Yeah. Toby had a good creepy stare. <laughs> you know what I mean? He is creep, creepy stare incarnate, you know? Even in Spider-Man. Looks okay. That kid looks familiar. Stranger Things? Fuck. Yeah. Grown up. It's weird. As somebody said, finally, they're letting Noah go ape shit insane. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Has that been on the cards this yeah. whole time? Okay. The year between? I don't know what this I had to do it because it had it's got our boy in it, like. Yeah. Shut the fuck up, Donnie. I'm ready. All right. Three, two, one, play. 
What? She can't keep it together over there. Romantic episode. This does not look like a comedy. No. It is labeled a comedy. Damn. Yeah, that don't look funny. No. It looks irritating. Uh, uh, that came out in 2022. And... Yeah, the chick wrote and directed it. Okay. So that's the thing. The resurrection of Charles Manson? I mean, what could this be about? I mean, at this point, who the hell knows, you know? You people did everything in the world to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah you mean it's going to happen when I get out of here? It's like, well, you're not. Yeah. <laughs> I hate to break it. Congratulations. But yeah, let's see. Three, two, one, play. And I said, yeah, hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Is he praying to Charles Manson? Some of the crew. Hmm. 
Almost looks like they're staying in the Tate house. This looks stupid. <laughs> Believe me. It's the best man with Luke Wilson. Wow. <laughs> Dolph Lundgren? Dolph, yeah, that's what I was fixing to say. Wow. We had Owen. Now we got yeah. Luke. Circle yeah, has been just... completed. Wow. I can already see him talking out of the side of his mouth. Let's see if he does it. Three, two, one, play. You know he will. Oh, yeah. As soon as it shows him, he's going to be like, what are we going to (laughs) do? I got to tell you, man. I just, I don't. He's always trying to figure something out. Like, yep. (laughs) Brother. Damn. Wrong place, wrong time. I wonder what difficulty this payday level is. Look at Luke Wilson fighting. Oh, shit. Dolph fucking Lundgren. Is this a B-plus movie, technically? Yeah. I'd say that. Or is it more polite to call it an A minus film? It looks better than those last couple of Bruce Willis movies. Hey now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's a D movie. I said hey. He's diagnosed. The blackening. Is this like the happening? Yeah, it's you'll I see. Ain't touching that, Griffin. Definitely a comedy. Is this from the uh, Wayne's Brothers? I'm not sure. So you got that kind of feel to oh, it. Oh yeah. Okay. I clicked on a little bit. and I was like, "Yep, watching that." <laughs> Let's do it. All right, three, two, one, play.
She's like, damn, that's a lot of sugar. <laughs> Okay. What's behind the green door? Whoa, whoa. Right here. <laughs> he said, Y'all can't pick me, I'm gay. <gasps> they gonna kick his ass. <laughs> <laughs> it looks pretty funny it does I kind of want to check it out kind of got that Wayne's brother like song. Yeah. He said I, I voted, voted for Trump. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> and they all fucking motherfuckers. <laughs> Damn, that's funny. <clears throat> Spinning gold. We watched a uh the first trailer for this, yeah. right? Yeah boy. Yeah I'm kinda excited to see this. I like these movies. I'm digging it down. All right, three, two, one, play. Like, what a weird range of music. The kiss just doesn't fit. Yeah. <laughs> that Joey Diaz? It's not. Sounds like him, though. It's 
is this going to be one of those? This song is just yeah, kind of ruined in the trailer. It looks like one of those movies where they couldn't get the rights to any of the music. Yeah. Which is not good. Kiss? Oh, the trailer was better. Yeah. They shouldn't have done the second one. Now no. they don't see it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, right. Oh, I mean. Cabza? Cabza? This is this is three days ago. Dude, I mean, these trailers get so many views. Yeah. Oh, yeah. This guy says hashtag RRR KGF chapter three. Can't read the rest. I'm going to see if. Can I Google Translate? Google Translate. Let's see. I don't detect. I wish the film success on behalf of the fans who think it's a hit. From Tamil. Hell yeah. All right. Right on, Tamil. <laughs> All right. Three, two, one, play. Uh huh. Oh. <laughs> God. <laughs> Just put that right at the first line of the trailer. Where's the cop at? Oh, there we go. <laughs> That's the one you got to worry about. Yeah. He kind of looks like Snoop Dogg. Is this a music video? Oh, shit. A lot going on here. Yeah.
Mm-hmm. Mm. Damn. Worldwide? I don't think so. Damn, it's going to be on Spotify? <laughs> it looks intense. There's dude. a lot going on there. Yeah. Almost too much, you know? I have not seen this Ninja Turtles trailer. You have you seen this trailer? trailer? Uh, no, I have not. I'm going to go ahead. I have seen it, and I actually like the trailer. I like the animation style. It looks really cool. Like hand-drawn. Yeah. You'll see what I mean. Also, at the end, they show the cast. Yeah. Trav, Jackie Chan's playing Shredder. No, Master Splinter. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's got one hell of a cast, dude. Yeah. The the turtles, you know, when they're teenagers, so they're young. Makes sense. Sent a title. So they're like, you know, just some like new people, but Yeah. They got a shitload of people doing voices in there. Let's check it out though. Oh, I'm ready. The animation style kind of looks like that Spider Man movie. I think somebody even said it oh. down here. Okay, okay, okay. It's like, y'all see what I'm saying. All right, three, two, one, play. Like, look at that. Yeah, that's pretty that's cool. cool, ain't it? Like, Really cool. <laughs> first got braces <laughs> <laughs> Look at that cast. John Cena, Ice Cube. Paul Rudd. 
can I kick it? This guy's uh, like, it's weird hearing them sound like actual teens. Yeah. But I, uh, I want, it's one of those things where I don't want, I, I don't want to watch any more trailers for it now. Like, I want it to drop and, and watch it. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I wonder what they're going to, what story they're going to try to tell. Well, dude, it's got, like, every villain in it. Yeah. Like. I mean, Bebop, Rocksteady, like, we didn't really get a good shot of uh, Shredder. John Cena's doing one of them. Which one was it? Hold on, I'm I'm pulling the cast list up right now. So, all right, Paul Rudd is playing Mondo Gecko. Uh, Juan Carlo Esposito is playing Baxter Stockman. Rose Byrne is playing Leatherhead. Jackie Chan is Master Splinter. Seth Rogen is Bebop. John Cena is Rocksteady. Uh, Maya Rudolph is Cynthia Utram. Uh, Ice Cube is Superfly. Post Malone is Ray Filet. Hannibal Burris is Genghis Frog. It's got the kids in here, too. So I, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know who these kids are. But, like, a lot of the villains, except for uh, Shredder and then Krang. Juan Carlo is going to play Baxter Stockman? I mean, come on. He's like, look at me. Look at me, Donatello. <laughs> look at me. Look at me, Donatello. Yeah, I like that animation style. I'm, I'm pretty interested to check it out. Um, I can't help but wonder if because all right, so with that animation style, it would be really cool if they did a a black and white. Oh yeah, yeah, I agree. And do like because I understand why they go with the more family friendly Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles. Then it's more grim dark comic stuff. But I I would like to see a group group of real passionate people like make a like a short film with that animation style kind of you know yeah because i think that would look great i think that would be a cool movie but once again passing off tmnt in a serious tone is going to be a hard that's going to be a hard pitch yeah They'll, they'll get around to doing it some point Wildlands. So what's Wildlands. up for next week? Was it Knock at the Cabin? Mm-hmm. And this is Dave Batista, End of the World, Unless I Kill You type of thing. Yeah. Okay, have, I'm down. We have been chosen. I will be watching it again. Yeah, you I already enjoyed seen it, it, but I'll watch it. Yeah, I did like it. You, you got to give it a pretty star? I'm not going to say nothing. 
It's starring. Uh, I did like it though. It's starring Batista co-starring those head wrinkles. Yeah, dude, his you know? head looks weird. <laughs> It looks like it looks one of like bald cats. Or, yeah. Like, it looks so weird. Yeah, I know. And it's extra wrinkly. I mean, the way God intended it, dude. But it's got fucking old Harry Potter in it. Not Harry Potter, but... Ron Weasley? Yeah. Ronald? I didn't really know the other two that were there, but... The one guy from uh, Mindhunter... From- was he amazing? Yeah, he was amazing. I want to see. It's... I want to. I mean, yeah. You know, I want to see uh, him in like a Tarantino movie. Yeah, he, he he killed old Mindhunter. Yeah, I'm sad so, to hear that that ain't coming back. I don't understand that decision, but yeah. Well, David what Fincher. If... Yeah, it's a big. It's a lot of money. Yeah. But yeah. We got that. We got the finale of The Last of Us and then the second episode of Mandalorian. Sheesh. Is uh, Knock at the Cabin three three hours and ten minutes long? Uh, no, it ain't that long. <laughs> Good. <laughs> I had to do some extra cramming, you know? It's an hour and 40 minutes. Shit, that's perfect. It goes by pretty quick. Oh, I bet. I bet if when it goes off the rails, it stays off the fucking rails too, right? It gets yeah, something happens. Do 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 do. Can I kick it? <laughs> I mean, boom, boom, boom. That's checks on the mail, right? It is. 